All right. Welcome back to Make It Plain Wayne Elevated Friendship. I am Wayne. <laughs> and uh, if it sounds like I'm driving, it's because I am. <laughs> I just, I couldn't wait any longer. I had too many juicy, good ideas. I just had to share them. And the topic that I'm dealing with and working on today is why is it that nice guys finish last? And, and I won't be sexist and act like it's just guys out there in the universe dating and and having dating troubles. It's nice girls as well. It's women. And we hear this phrase so many times. Oh, he's such a a good man or she's such a good woman. I hope I hope they, you know, find somebody good. I really want to hook them up with somebody good. And, you know, none of these people that are single that we say are good people really want to be with each other. I mean, we we try to hook up these people and they have nothing in common. They're just both single and nice people. <laughs> you know, it's like one, one of them might be a stunt double and the other, you know, might care for elderly people. And it's like they don't they don't even mix like they don't even go together. Now, opposites do attract. I won't I won't lie and say that that does not work. So they could have a, a hit relationship, especially, you know, a stunt man that, you know, is dating a, a person or a woman that's cares for the elderly because one day you're probably going to need that help if you're a stunt man. <laughs> but it got me to thinking, it got me to really digging into my mind. Where does this training come from that creates the nice guy or the nice girl that seems to miss all these opportunities or sit when they should be running? chasing or hunting after that quality relationship and, and is this a like a, a bad witchcraft that we put on ourselves do we cast this spell on ourselves and tell you know tell ourselves oh well I'm just a nice guy or I'm, I'm just a you know the ladies will say I'm I'm just a good woman. I've got my standards and I'm just not out there like that. All the girls are doing this and doing that. And that's just not me. That's not how I want to get a man. You know, we, we say these things to ourselves and it just made me wonder what kind of energy and programming are we really putting into our brain and where does it start? So I do think it starts with parenthood. And this isn't a knock toward parents, especially, I mean, if your kids are alive and strong and healthy and fit today and they can think for themselves, go out and work for themselves, you know, they, they have an income where they're, they're, you know, raising a family as well. You know, you have to tip your hat to that. I mean, there are people and I'll do the comparison. There are people out here in this world that aren't doing what you did. Their kids aren't successful. They don't have a job. They don't support their families. They aren't all together. You know, you don't see them on holidays. So, um, yeah, I'll make that comparison. I'll go to the extreme and say, yeah, there are parents that, you know, they struggled with their kids because parenting is not easy, but that is where I believe it starts. We raise our kids and and I, I can't speak for every country, but I know in this country, we raise our kids to the best of our abilities. And Part of discipline and training creates a space in their mind where they have to be a little bit softer to take in what you're saying, to understand what you're saying. So they're 
their mind and their programming has to be uh, uh, like clay almost to be able to take on what you're saying so that they will be disciplined, so that they will be humbled. And in that humbling and that disciplining, I think one of the things we're missing is that shield. It's like that Captain America shield where if somebody comes at them or attacks them in a way that they're not used to, they know how to handle that. They know how to handle the variables of the unknown. And we don't do that. I'll just be honest. We do not do that. You have these, I don't want to say cookie cutter kids and cookie cutter people, but say you take, take the kids from the Cosby show. You take the kids from Full House. You take the kids from Blackish or, uh, you know, any of these shows that we watch. And you can see that these kids in certain environments would be taken advantage of. And that's the last thing you want, you know, for your children, for them to be taken advantage of. But guess what? You send them out into the world and you hope that all your programming and love and the food that you ate and the way you cook it, you're hoping that you send them out into the world and, and the programming and the love and the structure and the discipline and the, the, the football games and track meets and soccer games and taekwondo and karate. You're hoping that all that is going to bring your baby back to you every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Kwanzaa, every holiday. But you you don't know how they're going to feel when they meet that first person. When they're interacting with that energy, those un, you know, written laws of attraction, and you don't know how they're going to interact with that first person that, I don't know, smells better than anybody they've ever interacted with or talks louder than anybody that they've interacted with or somebody that finally shows them attention. Uh-oh. Somebody's showing me attention, so I, I got to invest in this relationship. So, so what happens? You bring them home. You bring them home to meet mom, or if, if it's mom and dad, you bring them home to meet mom and dad. And, you know, it's <laughs> the exact opposite of what, you know, your mom wants you to bring home, your dad wants to, you know, bring home. If, if you all are, you know, big time Husker fans, Hurricane fans, uh, uh, Florida State fans, Oklahoma, uh, who else? Who else is that there? Texas, you Longhorns fans, they come in walking in there with some Notre Dame stuff on. (laughs) They come in walking with some UCLA, some, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, Arizona Sun Devils. You know, they walk in there with all this crazy stuff on and you just like, (gasps) What? How could, how could she? Or how could he? And you can't, you just can't plan for all the things that we will encounter. But I feel like in a way, we should be able to speak to those unknown variables that will attack. And I mean, as adults, you know this, and out of your fear and your panic, you, you try to, you try to raise and, and manage this out of your kids, but it's going to hit them. And I feel like in not preparing for that unknown variable, we as the kids, you know, if, you, if you're that kid, you don't know 
how to be aggressive as a nice guy or a nice girl to get what you want because you're so used to asking for permission. You're used to saying yes, please, and thank you. Or it's just that in your heart, the kindness that you that you uh, uh, put forward, you just don't have that in you to reach out and grab the, the first fish that jumps out of water. It's just not in you. So can you train that out of a person? I don't necessarily think so. But can you make them aware of that? That time where they can reach out and grab somebody, reach out and grab something. And honestly, it's it's just one of those things where I feel like the nice guys and nice girls don't have. I, I see them, you know, writing neatly in their journals and <laughs> being nice and kind. And, you know, they're taking the photo ops. You know, some of them are working nonprofits and, you know, they're giving back to the community. They're spending time with, you know, special ed, special Olympics. You know, they, they're just such good people. But in in all of our getting, <laughs> did we get the understanding of how to be a hunter, to hunt down what we want? And it's nobody's fault. I, I might be the first person that's actually saying this to you, that nice guys and nice girls need to know how to hunt. You need to know how to reach out and grab. Doesn't mean you're going to be successful every time. But why shouldn't you have that ability? The next point, you are what you eat. You are what you feed yourself. And I I can't tell you how many movies and TV shows I've watched where the nerds and the geeks and Steve Urkel and uh, nerds and the Breakfast Club uh, uh, 13 Reasons Why there's so many shows and movies based on exactly the way teenagers and college kids act and what are they doing in these movies and TV shows exactly what we do and they bond with these characters because they're so real how many times have you seen the guy or the girl that just constantly downs themselves because, well, I, oh my God, I could never get with a girl like that because she's so high above. It's like that, like that song, you know, she's so high, (laughs) high above me, so lovely. You know, it's like that. She's so high, you know, these, these gentlemen, these young men repeat it to themselves that this girl is so much higher above all of them and that her her feet don't touch the ground when they walk in. Meanwhile, the guys that know how to hunt are saying, she'd be my number three. She'd be my number four. I'd have her. I'd have this. I'd have that in two minutes. And likewise, there's girls that sit back in the the back of the class, 5.0 GPA, smarter than everybody in the room, they just think to themselves, well, it's just not going to ever happen for me. You know, the, the captain of the swim team that looks like Aquaman or, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the all-star track athlete, you know, the, the trackster that, you know, all the girls just lose their minds over or the, you know, captain of the football team, you know, it's like we, 
sit there and feed ourselves this negative energy, it's this negative sandwich of, of bread and meat that we digest and it hits when it hits the things that it hits inside of our mind and our soul, we just completely rob ourselves of the chance to be with those people, talk to those people, or even interact with them. It doesn't even have to be dating. Why can't you even interact with them? Who said that there's lines drawn across the cafeteria where certain tables mean you exist in this caste system? Who said that? Who fed you that? And more importantly, it's like, what is it? Maybe 30, almost 40 years since most of these movies that created these types of demographics in a high school. Like, why are we still using that? And in some places, I'm glad that they're throwing that trash out. So you are what you eat. Why are we feeding ourselves this bad negative sandwich, this bad negative food? And, and God, thank God for maturity because some people will see you get a little bit older and you throw yourself out there. You just, you put yourself out there and surprise somebody wants you. You see a model just dating a nerdy geeky guy that, you know, (laughs) just doesn't even look like he even comes out and gets any sunshine or, and, and we'll get deal with gold diggers later. Um, I, for one, honestly, I think gold diggers are a good thing. I think they actually figured out the game, (laughs) especially if you look at, you know, the long history of marriage, you know, back in the day, marriage wasn't the romantic, uh, I love yous and, you know, play the, the heartfelt beauty and the beast soundtracks and <laughs> all that, all of that, you know, soundtrack that we, we have associated with marriage. It wasn't that. It was an agreement that we'll build a village, we'll build a family, we'll build a farmland. Like it was, it was a building tool. Now, loving someone in the process became an added bonus, that which is beautiful. But as you go back, it's not the way we have it now. You know, now we have pictures. We, God, we have we have photography. We have everything now that just glamorizes it. But as I digress, <laughs> it's just crazy when you think about it. Why do we feed ourselves this negative sandwich? And then, like I said, thank God for maturity. You get a little bit older, and you get a little bit at a little bit of I think you can. I think I can. And you say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my shot. This person usually winks at me and gives me a good time. And you find out that that guy or that girl that you think is perfect, that works, you know, down the hall from you. You, know, you guys are both 25, 35, 40, whatever. You start to think, man, maybe I'll shoot my shot. You come to find out that someone that looked just like you or acts just like you is the reason why they got over a hard time in their life or got through something that was, you know, just really breaking them down, tearing them down or someone that looks just like you or acts just like you or uh, uh, has that same energy 
and you're helpful, you're kind, you're nice, you're a great person, you find out that someone like you was responsible for building them up, helping them, like I said, in a time of need. Or you're the complete opposite of everything that they've been through or everything that they've had, and you're refreshing. You're a glass of of, of water. They've been dating the sons of anarchy. They've been dating crips and bloods. They've been, you know, they've been dating, you know, guys that are just getting out of prison and beat on them. And when they finally meet you, you're a breath of fresh air. Or say if it's it's women, this guy has been dating women that just completely just beat him down mentally, talk him down, won't let him do anything, won't let him go anywhere out of their insecurities. And they're just constantly nagging and beating up, beating down on him. And you represent something that he's never had. Like I said, a breath of fresh air and a glass of just clean water. So we keep feeding all these negative sandwiches to ourselves, not even realizing that the person and the energy that you should be on and connecting with that soulmate, you got to mate with them. You can't soul think. You can't soul guess. You can't you can't even soul hope. This isn't the lottery. But to soul mate, you have to mate with them. So yes, we got to stop feeding ourselves those negative sandwiches. And then when it comes to dating, I just I need to go there. We repeatedly beat the same beat of the drum. We repeatedly beat the same beat of the drum. So how I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. You're going to say that you got to be with this person. But if these type of people just keep whooping up on you and hurting on you, why why would you sign up for that now and as we dig a little bit further to understand and learn each other one thing you'll learn about me is I'm a runner to see me running on the track normal to see me running hurdles normal marathon ugh, maybe I'll, I'll do one I will do one one day that is promise but if I'm out of my element, I'm going to find out. And, and you don't have to be afraid. You can, you can test the waters. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you are consistently out of your element and that drum is just... You are completely beat on. <laughs> You're repeatedly beat like a drum. It's just time for a change. And so while you're getting beat on in that relationship as a man, as a woman, it's not good for you. You guys yell at each other. You guys argue at each other. You're not married yet. Well, maybe you are. We didn't take the time to ask those difficult, tough questions in the beginning to vet out some of those harder questions. And I won't go into those right now, but you guys just aren't even good for each other. You weren't good for each other. You just smiled at each other and you thought, you know, okay, I think I'll make this work. But 
we need an athletic approach to this. You send a guy to the free throw line or a woman to the free throw line and they make 100% of the shots, you will never see them get fouled again. But if that woman or that man is going to the free throw line and people are just fouling them all left and right and they miss every shot, well, I'm going to foul them every chance I get because I can get away with it. We've got to look at the numbers, the consistency, the frequency. It's it's bad to see, and your friends and your family see this. People have seen this with me, and they didn't have a problem telling me, hey, did you know you're getting fouled, and every time you go to the free throw line, you miss? You completely missed the basket that time. Or if it's volleyball, every time you get served the ball, every time you knock it right into the net. And that's a game-winning point. Every time somebody hands you the baton for the relay, you drop it. <laughs> now, if it's a 50-50 thing, okay. If it's a 30% thing, okay. 10%, eh, even better. But what I'm saying is the numbers are consistent. Let's take this from an athletic approach. If every time you get fouled, you come to the line and you can't make your free throw shot. What are you going to do about that? Because it can't it can't always just be to keep trying. You, you got to find a way to work on some tools. You need to work on yourself. We all do. You don't need a change for anybody but yourself. And we should be making ourselves a better hunter, more efficient. We need to clean up our soul. We need to clean up our mind. We need to clean up our body and our emotions. So I feel like we are ill-equipped a lot of times when it comes to the dating world because we'll just say, well, he's just not into me or that person is just not good for you. Well, maybe they were. And maybe we weren't built up at the time the way we should be to really relate to that person. Because I'll go ahead and say it. Even if, say, I dated a woman that just got out of prison and I have my life together and I love this woman. What if I'm the one that would hold her back from doing well in society now because I'm negative about, I don't know, entrepreneurship. So she says, you know, I'm, I'm clean. My life is great. I'm ready. I'm, I'm on a fresh new page. I'm talking to these people about business. I'm going to sell mulch. <laughs> I want to sell mulch for yards and, and work with nonprofits to um, to refurbish, you know, uh, condemned homes. Well, if I say, you know, oh, well, I just uh, I just can't see it. Well, then I don't see it. So at, at, at that moment, I'm bad for her. But if she's bad for me, you know, people are people would would never see past her getting out of prison. So they're just going to say, oh, you know, oh, she's bad for you. And it's, it's not even if they just say she's bad for you. So we go ahead and lump this judgment and throw this out there without even taking the time to fully assess the person. And we all have things to work on. So I don't think we should just get a free pass and say, oh, it's going to be a great relationship because of how attractive they are. And then on, on the other token, I don't think that every nice person is fully equipped. <laughs> so 
just because you're nice and a good person does not mean you are readily equipped and fully equipped. And we find this out when people get married. You hear their arguments in their relationships while they're dating. You hear their arguments. Why do you leave the toilet seat up? Why are you always buying new shoes? Didn't I tell you that we can't plant any more trees? Or, hey, why are you moving money out of the savings account? Or, hey, didn't you already start another business? Didn't that fail? Like, we have things to work on already. And when you're in a relationship, it just turns the iron up and exposes it. And I feel like we can work on those things before we even get in a relationship. How would you know but to hit your head? You have to have something happen to you. So it's stubbornness. And that stubbornness eats years off of your solutions. So the solution might be right there. But in your stubbornness, you say, I don't need any help. You say, I'm good. I'm great. I don't need to change a thing. I just need to keep being me. Well, you can. But how is that helping you in the hunting aspect of what you really want, what you really desire? And how is that stubbornness helping you in the aspect of, you know, appealing to the people you want to appeal to? And I'll say this. What if you appeal to somebody that you didn't think you could appeal to or wasn't on your radar? So solutions. Can we just be a little bit more open minded? Do they do they have to have blonde hair and blue eyes? Does he have to look like Shamar Moore? Does he have to look like Tay Diggs? Does he have to look like Denzel? Does she have to look exactly like, I don't know, Angela Bassett? Does she have to look like Julia Roberts? I mean, does she have to, uh, <laughs> does she have to look like Scarlett Johansson? You know, does she have to look like Wonder Woman? Why does she, why do we have to fit this specific physical type when the relationship has nothing to do with how we physically look day in and day out? The way you look isn't going to mow the yard. It's not going to pay the bills and the mortgage. The way you look is not going to plant things, kill weeds in the yard, raise the kids, feed the kids, change diapers, walk the dog, (laughs) change the cat litter. The way you look isn't going to do any of that. It's going to make it a little sweeter. Yeah, sure. But one one of the things I picked up, you know, uh, just after college was... It seemed like the people that we call ugly seem to have the pretty relationships, the pretty marriages and the great marriages. They're happy. They're high fiving and going to the buffet. Even if some of them are what we call fat, look at how happy they are. Oh my God. And no, you know, a lot of them aren't models. Some of them are very attractive people, but it seemed like the people that I was taught were trash growing up that you didn't want to get with. I'm seeing them now with full bank accounts, saving accounts, money, children, a life, a plan. They're owning businesses. They're doing things. It's the exact opposite. The cool kids are struggling. They're down and depressed and getting beat up by life. They're the ones taking all the damage now. Now, if they're bullying people around still, 
that's on them. You, you, you get what you serve. You reap what you sow. That's going to come back to you one day. But types are for Hollywood. I need Superman to look a certain way. I need the pretty blonde high school girl to look a certain way. I need the black kid that's a star athlete to look a certain way, talk a certain way. He's he's got to be this hood. He, he's got to wear these shoes. He's uh, no, he can't. He, he can't speak proper English. He's got to he's got to sound, you know, you know, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying he's got to sound a certain way. Now, these types are for Hollywood, so please don't get it twisted. What you see in the movies and what you see in the uh, TV shows, that's entertainment. Love that there. There's nothing wrong with that. And even if you want to be that and follow that and wear those sneakers like me, <laughs> you want to buy all the LeBrons and you want the new sneakers and you don't even need them. You just want them. You want to, you know, you want what you want. They're wants, they're not needs, but I go crazy and I want them. Those are just types. Types are for Hollywood and we love Hollywood for that because there are a, they're an example, a postcard for what we see in life. They're like the elevated representation of what we see in life, especially in these comic book movies. But is it wrong to put your trust in the services that do the work for you? Are you afraid to ask the questions? Hey, you know, how do you feel about family? Hey, how often do you want to see your family? Hey, how many kids do you want to have? What, what, what is the right amount of time to be in the bedroom with you? What would you say if I came home with a lipstick on my collar? Or what would you say, you know, and, and women, this is it's a good one. What would you say if I said I was pregnant? Is it too soon? Is it too early? How many kids do you want to have? And when it gets to being faithful and all that, I'm going to talk about <laughs> that's in another podcast. <laughs> that's in another podcast. We can talk about that later. But. Are you afraid to ask those questions? And a lot of those questions are eliminated in these services that do the homework online. These online dating services know they can't replace what it feels like to meet a person for the first time randomly. There's an electricity, there's a current, there's a vibration that no one can create but you two. But guess what? We've made dating now easier than getting a pair of shoes. Is it really that bad to go online and try to find that person? Now, is the money that you pay going to come back to you as a return on investment? I can't guarantee that. I wish I could, but I know one thing. If I work 40 hours a week and I'm trying to build two businesses on the side and I'm I just can't find the time to just get around people to to date or to meet or I don't even know where to go because I'm not built like that. If you don't know where to go, like I said, if you're not a hunter, if you don't have that hunting as a part of your repertoire and you're not attracting the attention that you want, that quality attention that you want, 
How are you going to get it? So this is Make It Plain Wayne. Hopefully I have intrigued you. I have entertained you. I have healed you and built you up a little bit. Um, if you want to email me, go ahead and click on the links. And, you know, I'd love to interact with you all a little bit more. If you'd like me to expand on a certain topic, please let me know or talk a little bit deeper. Yeah, please let me know. I love you. I hope you love me back.